do the preamble about something that's not the actual topic of the I podcast, know. though. Like, it's not working yeah. out for it. No. Like, I don't have a good cut spot. Because yeah. otherwise, um, they're going to be like, oh, I know what they're talking about already. Because I, I don't know why. They won't know that from the, yeah, they won't know that from the fucking episode description. No. no. Or title. No. That's, uh, I don't know why we do that. That's, uh, I think that's a Christy thing. Christy likes doing it, and then my, it gets stuck <laughs> in my head. And then they're just like, why am I doing the crazy things Christy does? <laughs> when I have a whole slew of crazy things I do on my own, I don't, I don't know. What are you talking about? The, what are you doing? The not the not spoiling the uh, the, the topic the of the show. The Don't just episode, yeah. spoil it we love, now. We love spoiled yeah. meat on this podcast. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I found some spoiled meat in the back spam. of my fridge yesterday. <laughs> Considering some of the conversations we've had about our relationship today, Tim, I don't know if we want to be talking about <laughs> spoiled meat yet. Maybe, maybe after Atlanta. Yes, yeah, uh, that's that's just what I call my particular uh, set of STDs. Oh, is nice. that what you're that that scent? Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, that's what my oh. that's what my super gonorrhea is called. Spoiled meat. Ah, uh, super gonorrhea. Yeah, they've I've, I've developed a good like a close friendship with them. They've been with me for so long. You talk to them and stuff like that. They talk you to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> or maybe that's, that's the, maybe that's the syphilitic insanity. Who knows? That's most likely the syphilitic insanity. Actually, though. so. Welcome back to Dance for About Dance, guys. This is uh, episode 105. There's some fucking preamble for you. Yeah, right. We got some good preamble eventually. There you go. Just have to work for it for a minute. (laughs) We always get there eventually. What she said? Eh, Not her. Not she. So hopefully you, though. (laughs) I'm Mark. I'll be hosting this like on fire and rudderless garbage scow this week. Uh, I'm here with Tim. Who really doesn't have these STDs that you know. That we know of. He yeah. says that now because he's embarrassed. Yeah. And Christy is here, obviously. hey So, how are you guys doing this week? <sighs> Aside from the burning when it pees, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it was a busy weekend. People over with cocktails and cupcakes on Saturday. And I was flying solo because Alicia was out of town yeah. for it. And we had a lot of people over. But it was fun times. A lot of drunken Facebooking that night. I don't remember... I was gonna say I didn't, I didn't get, get any, any of messages. that. No messages. No, not not like Facebook messaging. Just like drunk Facebook posting. Oh, like when I was talking uh, about like wanting some, but wanting people to hang out until like four a.m. and like listen to Daft Punk and LCD LCD sound system in churches and shit like that. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> I, did I comment? I must have liked it. You liked I always it. Liked you it. liked it. I was high as a kite Saturday night. So <laughs> it was a new strain day this weekend. So, yeah. oh boy, you remember what day it is this week? I do. I know it's Monday today. Well, can't have been the weed. Can't have been that good then, can it? Nah, uh, no. I just I just took it easy on Sunday as opposed to what I usually do, which is balls to the wall. Just roll, just roll right through until the weekend's <laughs> over. So you had fun then this weekend, even if you were lit up like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I also then went out on Sunday and bought like two hundred and seventy bucks worth of booze for this uh, conference that Alicia and I are involved in next weekend. You're a busy boy. Yeah. Busy boy. Yeah. It's been crazy. So I do I did grab some news. There's not a ton of news. Good. Let's just go into <laughs> it. So the first thing, Christy posted this to our wall already. So <laughs> spoilers. What could this be? Ooh. Christ. Why is she screaming? What is going on? Because <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I don't have you guys up on screen. I just got you screaming in my ear all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, so the first thing is Nathan Fillion has done a short uncharted film. Which I haven't watched yet, it's but I'm good. assuming from Christie's like insane gesticulating that it is good. So why don't you talk about that there, Christy? 
And I can find the rest of the news that I closed in tabs while I rebooted my computer. Well, it's just so good. All of us have dreamed at one point or another of seeing Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. As a, if you're a fan. Yeah. If you saw Firefly, then you, then you know that, um, like that's a perfect character for him. And Nathan Fillion's just like, he's the best. He's amazing. I love him so much. So what they did with this particular short is it was almost like a cutscene that goes right into gameplay. And they did the gameplay section of it so well. And the characters just like fit so beautifully. And it's only 15 minutes long, not even. And it's just like a loving homage to Uncharted. And it showed, like, I think that it showed that he could play the part no problem. Like, hands down, Nathan Fillion got this shit. Like, who needs Tom Holland? Get him out of here. I don't want a young Drake movie. I want me a grown-up Drake. Fair enough. That's all I have to say about it. I'm very, I'm so excited, but I'm also so disappointed because I know it's never going to happen because this movie keeps getting stagnated. You want a grown-up Drake to call you on your cell phone? That's all I want. <laughs> I don't know why I don't want to see that Garris mashup. came up to me. If if it was between him and Garris Vicarian, I would have a very hard time. Between, like, Nathan Fillion or just, like... Nathan Drake. Like Drake as a character. Nathan okay. Drake. I have a real hard time. I mean, Garrus is the love of my life, so obviously I'd choose Garrus, but like it'd be a really hard choice. It'd be like Caden and Garrus. I mean, it's pretty much Caden and Garrus. Okay, well, we're getting into different territory. Let's continue the conversation. This podcast just became about Christie's gaming crushes. Sexual fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gaming crushes. Gaming crushes. Yeah. <laughs> well, gaming sexual fantasies. I, I was being nice. Usually the podcast doesn't go off the rails into the scatological and like, like, I don't know, like subconsciously sexual until like we record like on the weekends or whatever. It's Monday night and we're recording this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but I saw sexy, sexy Nathan Drake today right. in real life <laughs> with one of my favorite actors. I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. My libido well, ready. And not quite as exciting news. Bill and Ted seems to be having some problems. I don't know. No one talk about that. Weekend, but it's pretty vague. Though. It is pretty vague, but it is Keanu Reeves coming out and saying like there is still like realities that are like not quite in place, kind of thing. So, if we, as excited as we all were when we heard the announcement a couple weeks ago, which we were very excited, and at least Tim was extremely excited. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it is still a hundred percent sure thing. I'm hoping. I'm still fingers crossed that that bad boy will get made someday, but not looking great right now. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like creatively everybody's on board, but they're just having some maybe rights issues or something like that. Whereas I guess that's kind of a double edged sword of like having a big like sort of social media campaign and like releasing it and everybody getting real excited before you've already got like a, you know, producer and shit on board or a a production company on board because then the production company's like, yeah, you're going to like, they're going to. I don't know, just fuck around and like charge way more. Or, like whoever the current rights holder is, is going to charge way more for whatever production company wants to put it on. Or- mm-hmm. And that's the problem with anything creative is that you have to go through this like really intense process to actually make anything happen. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we don't actually, I don't think any of us on this group watches the walking dead anymore. Tim, do you still watch? Uh-uh. Uh, I do. I'm, I'm about a season behind and it's mainly just because Alicia and I have fallen behind on it. And she like we watch it together, but I think at some point I'm just gonna be like, look, I'm just gonna start watching it again. Fair. <laughs> well, do you watch Talking Dead? Because in light of the Chris Hardwick controversy, she he has been replaced as the host of the Talking Dead by Yvette Nicole Brown of Community Fame. 
which is yeah interesting yeah. well she was she's a like she's a super walking dead super fan and has been on talking dead a bunch of fucking times so it's not surprising but yeah i'd never really watched talking dead i've never been one of those people that like really wants to sit around for an hour afterwards and listen to actors talk about scenes kind of thing yeah i mean it's an interesting topic like concept for a show that i actually watch like i know they did like talking bad i guess at one point but like yeah. I was like at that point Breaking Bad was like I didn't need to hear anybody talk about it I was just wanted to watch the fucking show like I don't know mm-hmm. but I mean like with Yvette Nicole Brown taking over it means you could get some like different people coming in to talk about it kind of thing like obviously they're probably having trouble finding guests like hosts and stuff like that to come in if they were going to yeah. continue with Chris Hardwick because there's probably a lot of people who are like yeah yeah I'm not working with that dude yeah no we're not doing that so no thank you <laughs> so I mean that's great because I know like what's his name has just been picking up jobs left and right the last couple of weeks. I keep seeing Joe McHale's name popping up all oh, over yeah. the place because I guess now that he's he's the he's the non toxic Chris Hardwick at this yeah, point. Yeah, I guess like him and like <laughs> him and Seacrest must just be like fucking you're right. Like we got like that's <laughs> we get to split all these jobs down the middle now. Like I don't know who else is gonna pick I'll, them up. I'll but. take I'll take fucking McHale over Seacrest oh, any day. Fucking a, I'll take McHale any day. But yeah, absolutely. So, but I just yeah. I thought it was interesting they gave. Why can't I remember her name from Yvette, Yvette Nicole Brown? No, um, I know that. I'm trying to remember her name from Community. Yeah, I can't. I can't right now either. Are you talking about Shirley? Is it yes. Shirley? Shirley. There you go. No, but now Shirley. Guys, there. I'm so yeah. upset with you. Bro. I know. That's, my brain just totally shut down on me for a second. I was like, what was her name? I haven't watched that show in a long time. <laughs> Made me think of another AMC show that I don't think we talked about, but a couple weeks ago, uh, Comic Book Men got canceled. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Kim Smith was posting a bunch of stuff, so they did a yeah. uh, they did kind of a post like cancellation wrap up smodcast. Which should still be available for free. Yeah, I mean, I I liked it. It had some fun moments, but I think it had run its course. So I'm not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. not upset about that. It had run its course after the first season. The fact that they got to do seven, I'm sure they're all extremely happy about. Like they made yeah. a ton of money off that that they were probably never expecting to make. And yeah, like they were all making a decent living running that store. So yeah, it, it probably yeah. drove a shit ton of business to the store uh, store too. Yeah, which probably didn't hurt anything either. So I don't think any of those guys are hurting, and they're all like kind of con favorites now so yeah. they get that money to come in like they show up everywhere so like i'm sure well, a couple of them be a walt dragon doesn't con. really because walt i think i don't think walt flies Walt walt refuses to fly he'll only go places by like bus or train or think like or places like he can drive to yeah walt's a crazy person yeah so. he is yeah, yeah. But, but the other guys like brian and ming and yeah. uh yeah. and steve zapsick yeah those guys show up everywhere like I ran into fucking Ming last year at Dragon Con. Yeah, you told me. That's, that's, that's true. You talked about it. That was yeah. good. The last thing I had, and because I didn't do a super in-depth job of looking for news, possibly, but <laughs> a lost Stanley Kubrick screenplay has apparently been found. What? I saw that one. That looks pretty fucking cool. I mean, I doubt, I don't know if anything will get done with it, but. Yeah, but like, apparently, uh, so what was the, what's the movie called? They just had it. Oh, Burning Secret. Yeah. So it's just like creepy screenplay that he had been floating around around the same time he was making Paths of Glory. So. And apparently MGM pulled the plug on it, but it's because it just weren't. It, it's apparently super sketchy. Like it's about a it's a like, predatory man going after a young, young boy's. No, like it's going a after a young boy's mother. Yeah. No, so he's he's trying to get after the mom by going after the boy, not like going after the boy by befriending the mom. Not. Yeah. It's not 2018 creepy. It's 1956 creepy, I guess. So. Yeah. But I'm just like, it's cool to hear that like there's still shit floating out there that that guy touched, mm-hmm. which is like kind of crazy and. I would like to take. I would at least like to read the screenplay, even if they don't do anything with it. Because well, it'd be cool to have like maybe Spielberg pick it up or something like that, since Spielberg like sort of trained at the feet of Kubrick. 
kind of thing. That's true. That's true. That would be an interesting picture for him to pick up next because I think he's he's delayed right now. He was supposed to be doing Indy 5, but that got pushed back another year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I'm sure he's got no dearth of projects to work on. But. Or no dearth of just not giving a fuck and not having to actually work yeah. if he doesn't want to kind of stuff too. But I, this sounds like the kind of thing that, yeah, like you would get. If he was interested, you'd just be like, yeah, sure. Go. Here's $50 million. Go see what you can make out of it, I guess, because it's like a legendary project now because Stanley Kubrick touched it and you're already Steven Spielberg. So yeah, let's go see if we can make a hundred million dollars kind of thing. You don't have to make a ton of money on it. You spend nothing and you make it. And yeah, well, exactly. It's not the kind of movie that would need a big budget or anything. Mm. Probably. No, but you know, the amount of money they throw at every average movie these days is like fucking appalling. So yeah. it's weird. True that. So that was all I picked up for the news this week. I don't know if Tim's got anything else he wants to talk about. It's always Tim. It's always <laughs> uh well here this one because of what you just spun out of so william gibson the science fiction author was commissioned to write a script for alien 3 back in the day like after aliens came out yep that was gonna be a lot basically carry on the story a lot more of the second of aliens of james cameron's aliens Mm -hmm. and that script is now getting a comic book adaptation oh interesting which uh... by dark horse which i thought could be kind of cool but then the, in sort of more mainstream nerd news, there was a lot of big sort of lady geek announcements or and, and events. First off, we got our first like teaser for season 11 of Doctor Who with Jodie Whittaker that sort of yeah. introduced the uh, her new companions. And there's three of them. It was yep. pretty, pretty basic, but didn't tell me much. So I no. didn't really want to bring it up. I was like, there's not much here except for she's very pretty. Like that's I completely <laughs> did not realize that until... Like yeah. she walked up the screen, I was like, "Wow, she is very attractive." Was not expecting to be attracted to the doctor because that's never happened before. Yeah, I did like that she like basically delivers you. pizza to uh, to one of her companions in the yeah. teaser. That was fun. Yeah. And the second one was in that Birds of Prey movie that's going to be like basically a Suicide Squad spinoff with Harley Quinn. They announced, or there's, it's one of those like reports say, but. Uh, they're talking about the yeah, this is a big allegedly yeah. so i was kind of like they're talking about the other characters that might be in it and the rumor is that cassandra kane who was short-term batgirl batgirl was she two or three three she was after stephanie brown was yeah. she really i thought she was before no. she predated that uh, anyway well yeah yeah because stephanie brown had that really brief period and then she was supposedly dead kind of thing right and then Cassandra Kane. Yeah, she out. was Robin first, though. Right? Oh yeah, she maybe maybe Robin, that's Robin, real female Robin. True. And then she was Batgirl after the fact. I thought Cassandra Kane was Batgirl too. Maybe, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. Totally doesn't matter. Stephanie Brown, one of my favorite yeah. characters, though. So. Uh, and then she does yeah, show up. Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya slash the Question. Are they actually see? Did they say the Question, or they just say Renee Montoya? They just say it doesn't make yeah. any sense to go straight into the question. Yeah, true. So, I don't know. It's a cool lineup, but still pretty early on that one. That's why I was like, that looks like a giant, yeah. allegedly. So. But the one that's actually has officially been announced is that the Black Widow solo movie got a director this week. That's true. Yes. So, we'll wait and see. When they, when they announce the release date on that, It's we'll see what happens. Did you know, I didn't know this until like this week, the release date that Ant-Man had like a couple weeks ago, whenever that was, was supposed to be the Inhumans movie. Oh, yeah. Remember when they first announced that slate, the post-Avengers yeah, uh, yeah, slate? Yeah. Like that was supposed to be in humans. I completely forgot about that. 
entirely. And uh, apparently Marvel's very happy that the rest of us all fucking <laughs> forgot about it too. Yeah. I'm sure if you probably look back, a lot happier with yeah, I'm sure if you look back at those film slates, a lot of stuff has changed on them you know, from when oh, they first yeah, came yeah, out, yeah, but absolutely. nobody really ever looks back at those for the most part. I just remember a lot of, a lot of talk happening around when when Ragnarok came out because they changed the logo. That was not the original like look and feel of that movie. Like what they had already had in mind ahead of time was probably more straight ahead yeah. to what they'd been doing in those movies before they hired Taika. So it's like, oh, all right, cool, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the director. Well, speaking of Taika, not exactly same. Well, same part of the world, but the uh, director for the Black Widow movie is Australian, and her name is Kate Shortland. Has not done very much so far, but has done a few like features, and I guess they just really liked sort of how she was talking about approaching the character. Yeah. And so that's how Marvel does it. Step closer to finally getting our Black Widow movie. I mean, it's not like they're gonna—they never let any of the directors step that fucking far out of line in the Marvel universe. Like everything, everybody answers to Kevin Feige at the end of the day, anyway. So they'll hire mm-hmm. young, like inexperienced directors to do this stuff because they can, right? Like they can. Afford yeah, they it can and, control them more. Yeah. I mean, she's been around for. Let's see. Well, her very first credit is like 20 years ago, like 1998. But like, seems like her first like big work that wasn't just like a short or something was maybe about 15 years ago. So been around a while. That's awesome, though. I'm I'm excited to see a Black Widow movie. Let's we'll see how that turns yeah. out. It'll be interesting. Yep. And the very last thing I had probably doesn't merit much mentioning, but the uh, Emmy nominations came out and there's a bunch of fucking nerdy shit yeah. like well outstanding drama series four of the six are basically genre mo- or genre shows yeah. uh game of thrones handmaid's tale stranger things and westworld are four of the six outstanding drama yeah. series nominations so looking great time for drama tv what do you give that to right now like i can't see them uh, giving it to game of thrones until game of thrones is done like game of thrones is shoe in next year right like once they i finish I think Handmaid's Tale probably has like the critical darling side. I haven't seen it. But I, if it were me, I'd probably say Westworld. You enjoyed season two? I still got. I got downloaded. I got to watch it still. Yeah, yeah. Is it done now? Is Westworld yeah. season two done? Yeah. Babe, start yeah. downloading Westworld. Yeah, it was a fucking cool. ride. But I mean, I think this would also this wouldn't include this season. I don't think necessarily. I think it must have to. Like right? this would have to because the yeah. first season is like two years ago at this point. Yeah. So, but yeah, even going down in like the. Uh, actors and actresses like Westworld is all over it. Handmaid's Tale is all over it. Stranger Things, Game of Thrones. So the only weird part about like the Westworld slash like Game of Thrones and like all those shows being nominated this highly into the Emmys is that all those actors, actresses, like all those teams are all people who were in like the last generation of shows that dominated the Emmys. Like they're all people from Breaking Bad, from Mad Men, from The Sopranos. Like it's all. Mm-hmm the same groups of people that just keep coming through and like you add a couple new actors here and there, but like the production staffs are all very like legacy HBO people and stuff like that. So yeah, like the same, like 30 people that have been like just dominating TV for the past, like 10, 15 years now. There's not much better call Saul on here though, which is surprising because that fucking show has been killing it. That's that's probably the best show on TV right now. Like if you're a Breaking Bad it's fan, one of my favorites. Absolutely, I yeah. never finished yeah. Breaking Bad and I've never watched Never Call Saul. Uh, oh, that's. I, I don't know that you can watch Better Call Saul without watching Breaking That Bad. But that being said, Better Call Saul is so much easier to watch than Breaking Bad yeah. was. Like yeah. It's much lighter and much like it has a much it's different. Still tone. so good though. Like it's still well yeah. put together, like well acted. Like uh Bob Odenkirk is just like that's the guy who should be winning the Emmys right now. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. what's his name? Like Brian Cranston, not just gobbling them up alongside yeah. John Hamm now. It's like just give him the fucking Bob Odenkirk. He's just crushing it on that show. So yeah. 
But they oh, and Star Wars Rebels is on here for outstanding children's program too. So <gasps> nice. Star Wars nice. getting some love too. But interesting. Yeah. Cool. We ready to move along? I think so. All right. It's uh, Geek of the Week time, guys. Geek of the Week. Geek, 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 geek. So for those who don't know, this is the part of the show where we go around and tell each other the geekiest things we did this week. So we're going to start with Christy because she's been super quiet. This, this We're talking about a bunch of shit she doesn't care yeah, about. As usual. She doesn't care about. <laughs> I'm so present. Um, geek of the week for me uh, actually happened earlier today or like just before we started podcasting. I've been playing God of War 4 and I guess it's just God of War. It's not God of War 4. No. See, okay, I've been wanting to say that, like you guys talked about it last week and shit like that, and I'm sitting here like the fucking outsider being like, wait a minute, I thought God of War 4 was just called God of War, having never played these fucking games, and apparently I was right. Yeah, no, it, it is technically God of War, but like, the, if you're a fan of the series, it is the fourth, like, it's the fourth okay. big sequel, right? Yeah. So it is the God of War 4, like. All right. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> otherwise, I was just proud of myself for actually knowing that being. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, otherwise, it's like we it, we may as well be talking about the original. Like, are we talking about the original? Or are we talking about it's the same with like Mortal Kombat? Just did a re-release that was like they just called yeah. it Mortal Kombat. So now everybody's like, well, it's, it's Mortal Kombat Nine because fuck yeah, like, yeah. How else are we supposed to differentiate between the original? So well, anyway, and it was funny because I kept I'd start the game and I'd find myself feeling just like really stressed out about like when i was starting the game i just like what what is wrong with me why am i so stressed when i'm starting this game what do i not like and i just like started the game feeling really annoyed and i figured out why today and it's because the first tones when it's the screen is black and it's saying like sony entertainment are the same music as Mass Effect Andromeda's opening are they really yeah it's the same like it's sort of tonality and i realized like <laughs> what I've been feeling is such a bad taste <laughs> about Mass Effect Andromeda that it was like sullying my God of War experience. And I couldn't figure out why. I was like, I'm so annoyed when I play this game. I really love it. But like every time I start, I don't know why I'm so angry. And I feel this bile in the back of my throat right, bubbling pretty up. Pretty much. And it's because it's, it's Pavlovian. Yeah, it is. It's Pavlovian. It's it's like habitual at this point. I was just like, oh, ah, the sense. Having this visceral reaction. Yeah, I didn't realize I was this still this like furious about Mass Effect Andromeda. Andromeda PTSD. I feel like there's probably like an online support group for that somewhere. Like there's, there's probably a subreddit. A yeah, there's a subreddit. <laughs> yeah. So here, they make you feel better. At, at, uh, at game, so at game of or at, uh, I know there's a kitty. At uh, DragonCon, the not this year because there hasn't been a Game of Thrones season, but last year they had like Game of Thrones support group <laughs> where like because it, it was like maybe a month after the season had finished, so like everybody was going there and like you know just like bearing their souls about how upset they were that their favorite character just got shishkebobbed or Aww. something. <laughs> um, as a sad reality, Mark, I cannot see your visual gag. I can't see the kitty. What? No, no I kitty. Can't see it. Well, he, she's. Aww. Well, it's the no, it's the dog. Your picture is Harley. I'm just seeing. I don't see your video. Yeah. Oh, my webcam's on. Must have bandwidth. Yeah, but anyway, you can go away now. Did Mark just start downloading Westworld? That's probably like going to cause us. No, no, he's he's playing Mass Effect. (laughs) (laughs) 
Her face is. She's got a face for radio. (laughs) He still gets joy from it. I still get joy from it. That should kill me every time I saw somebody in that power, Christy. It's true too. You are. This is your own fault. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) It's victim. We were just victim blaming Christy. You guys are the worst, (laughs) and I'm entitled to my feelings. (laughs) Who are your victim blaming me? So that's All right, geek of the week. All right, Sam. Maybe you should uh, your geek of the week because Christy seems <laughs> to shut down emotionally on us now. <laughs> All right, mine is mine's kind of been maybe over the last couple weeks, but I'm going to call it my geek of the week for this week. If you work from home, or even if you don't, you've probably got like you know shit that you put on in the background, whether it's like music or movies or TV shows or whatever. So the last couple of weeks, I've been I've gone back and started watching all of the. Uh, like Disney Animation Studios movies, like from no from Snow White, like right back in the beginning, because like a lot of these, I realized like okay, I haven't seen this in like ten, fifteen years or something like that. So I figured it was time, and they're not necessarily movies that I need to pay like really close attention to or anything like that, but they're just good like background, background like calming, and you know. So yeah, so I started at Snow White and went through like Pinocchio and Fantasia, and like right now I'm at. The period in the late 40s where they were doing these kind of movies that were made up of a few like smaller features. So like watch like Fun and Fancy Free, which is yeah, which is the one where they have the uh, Jack and the Beanstalk like remake with uh, Goofy and Donald and Mickey. And so it's been definitely walk down memory lane, uh, sort of reliving my Disney nerdery. That's awesome. Diving back into those like classics. And the nice thing, like. The main reason for this is because I sort of, I mean, part of it was, yeah, I'd realized that it's been a long time since I've watched a lot of those like classics, but also like I realized part of it is because doing the podcast, I realized like basically after Lion King, there's a big old fucking blind spot that I haven't watched or like don't remember watching like stuff like Pocahontas Mm -hmm. and Hunchback of Notre Dame and that kind of thing. So I figured like, all right. I'll eventually hit those and go through and finally watch them for the first time. See, that's funny because that's what those were the ones that I grew up on hardcore was like Hunchback, Pocahontas. Yeah. See, I I dropped out basically between, let's see, Pocahontas. I didn't see anything else after Pocahontas. I definitely, I saw Fantasia 2000, which was in 2000. Yeah, it was good. And then I came back for, I saw Lilo and Stitch, but I missed like Emperor's New Groove. And I don't think I've ever seen Atlanta, The Lost Empire, Atlantis. The Lost Empire. What else? I think I saw Chicken Little for some fucking reason. I guess that's where I kind of like come back in is like when I was towards the end of university and I started going like or watching actively watching Disney movies again. So I saw like Meet the Robinsons. I saw Bolt. I haven't seen those. I've seen Princess. I've seen Princess Frog. That's good. I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen Tangled though. Anyways. Oh, Tangled is fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's what, and I, I'm probably gonna do the same with the Pixar movies once I get through all the Disney ones because I know there's a few Pixar movies that I've missed too, which we talked about not too long ago. So yeah, that's a solid way to spend some some media time. Exactly. I mean, it's the sort of thing like I said where I don't need to pay real strict attention to it while I'm working, but just nice to have it in the background. Interesting. I have there's uh there is a I mean there's a lot of Disney movies I haven't seen obviously, but the that that post Lion King kind of like what you were talking about that period was also where like I am I haven't seen any of those movies. So mm-hmm. like Pocahontas, Tarzan, yeah, Hatchback. No, never saw it. I like I can't. There's a bunch of them like in that period there was the other one hercules hercules emperor's new group shit like that like didn't see any of those movies at all just fucking brother bear oh brother bear right what 
Yeah, that was a movie. And Home on the Range, the Disney movie. I haven't seen that. The Disney animated feature that everybody wants to forget. Yeah, I don't even, I have no idea. (laughs) So my Geek of the Week is not like the geekiest thing ever. I got, finally was home for the weekend. So I got to like veg out and not do anything. I ended up watching the Cornetto trilogy again, which kind of inspired, like partially was like the reason why I said yes so quickly to our (laughs) topic of the week this week. Because man, that fucking, like Shaun of the Dead is still like one of my favorite movies. Like Like I still genuinely laugh at like chunks of that movie, which... That and Hot Fuzz, which I actually think is my favorite of the three. Like, the more I watch it, I think Hot Fuzz is just, like, fucking geniusly well-put-together movie. Yeah. Like, it's it so well-written. Like, so well-written. Everything pays off. Like, they're just <laughs> such an awesome job of writing this script where everything that happens in the first half pays off in the second half. Like, not a damn thing gets dropped. It's yeah. fucking spectacularly well done. I've never sat down and watched them as a trilogy. I feel like I should just to get, like, the connections and stuff between them. It'd be fun sometime. It's fun, like little continuity porn moments where yeah. they just have like it's just little hints and stuff like that. Where like you'll see like a uh, you know like a like a postcard from the Winchester, like yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff, like in the background, like that kind of stuff little pops up here. And there. It's it's sort of like same way that like the Jersey trilogy just has like little like they don't you know the movies themselves aren't really linked with the exception of like Jay and Silent Bob kind of thing, but yeah, you just it's just those little Easter eggs kind of thing that pop up that give you the yeah. idea you're in a shared universe. I've never seen At World's End either. Oh, really? I only watched it for the first time, I think, earlier this year, maybe late last year. Yeah, I went yeah it was it. an easy one to miss, to be honest. Mm, yeah. I, I went out and saw it when it came into theaters, but I'm a crazy person. I saw Super Troopers 2 in theaters, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, I still haven't seen that. I watched that again this weekend, and let me tell you, as much fun as it was in theaters on like half a joint, like ripped out of my mind, funniest fucking movie <laughs> I've seen in forever. Like, I was laughing my ass off. So... Get ripped first, and then enjoy Super Troopers. <laughs> That's a good, my best advice to you, I guess. <laughs> At World's End was my least favorite of the three, but I still enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I had a good time with it. Like I didn't. It's nowhere near like Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz. Like those yeah. two movies are. That's leagues and leagues away. And then like yeah. World's End kind of like tells a serious, like almost has a serious story to it that actually like mm-hmm. follows through to the end, kind of thing, as opposed to the other two, where it's like there's a serious story in there, but like we're going to kill zombies or fuck up a whole bunch of old people like in the case of us. <laughs> and it's just amazingly fun. Whereas the other one, yeah. they actually like follow through with the emotional beat. Finally in the third movie, they, they get yeah. there and tell them to grow up and stuff. So I guess that you could also like the Jersey trilogy kind of does that too. Cause you have like the two like really fun ones, like clerks and mall rats. And then you get like chasing Amy, which tries to di- dive a little bit deeper into the emotional side of things. Mm-hmm. It was still good, but just very different still has some of the best jokes in it though like oh fucking does yeah gotta do that episode we really do do that episode uh i know because those movies are on like this list so let's get into the meat of the episode (laughs) do a sting kids christy i am paying attention you were talking you literally didn't have a breath between saying let's do the meat of the episode christy pay attention and christy because you're staring off into nothingness. Not. You know that middle distance so stare. She's trying to avert her gaze from Ugly Shep. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Poor Ugly Shep. <laughs> Just there. Poor, poor Ugly Shep. <laughs> Haunting your dreams. The worst. And I'm here. I'm present. You, Yeah, literally, there was no... Br- anyway, meat of the episode. <laughs> Chicken nuggets and hot dogs. Childhood meat. That's creepy. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? Because kids kids will only eat like chicken nuggets and hot dogs. That's my reasoning. Oh. That's that's the favorite 
meat of children. Chrissy has just mashed her mascara all back into her own eye. Yeah, stop looking at me. She's her. trying to blind herself so she doesn't have to look at Ugly <laughs> Shep. Stop looking at it. Well, I'm just here on my screen. I'll look at Tim. I like have to watch Christy gouge her own eyes out. Oh, see, Rabbit. Tim's high def and his frame rate's not dog shit. This is way easier to watch. That's good. Fuck up. All right. So, meet of the episode. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a space cadet today. Sorry. It's Monday. What do you want we from should me? should be present. No. no. I'll be as present as you are. How does that sound? I'm present. All right. So we're going back and doing old childhood favorites movies. So the kinds of movies that you would rewatch over and over again on a rainy Saturday or a way too fucking hot Saturday like it was this weekend. (laughs) So we're just going to go around and name movies and see if we have any commonalities or talk about why these movies are the ones that we rewatched ad infinitum. So why don't we start with Tim, who gave me the idea for this episode? All right. I'm going to pick one right out of the gate that I think is probably the one on my list that has the most chance of being on somebody else's list, and that's fucking Goonies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Solid choice. Not on mine, but like in an honorable mention section. I have watched Goonies so many goddamn times. It just fucking... It's Richard Donner's like masterpiece, basically. Like I don't know that he ever did anything better than that movie. He made Superman and Lethal Weapon. Like, well, really? Uh, Goonies I, is better. I I think I prefer Goonies even to like the what is it seventy nine or whatever Superman movie seventy eight seventy eight yeah. Um, it's got fucking Sean Astin. Like it's got an amazing cast. Well, I mean, Josh Brolin, yeah, Josh, Josh Brolin, Thanos. Corey Feldman fucking short round yeah and i definitely had massive crushes on both marcia Plim- uh, martha plimpton and carrie green in that movie martha plimpton the two is like awesome. teenage female characters yeah but for any of our listeners that might not be familiar with goonies fuck get out from under a rock but it was just like amazing like just super fun story it's just these kids in astoria oregon that find like their little village is in danger of like getting bulldozed for condos or something and they find yeah. a they find a, a pirate treasure map and then they go on this quest to find the pirate treasure and they're being chased by gangsters and mm-hmm. there's a huge deformed dude that ends up befriending one of the goonies and yeah and just wait so much fun the movie's set in Oregon Are- yeah a story they mean they're landlocked like how the fuck does the ship get out that doesn't make any sense to me now. Now it's ruining. Oh, Oregon's, Oregon's on is, the coast. Is it on the coast? I thought it was in one. All right. Never uh, mind. No, no. I don't know American geography very well. Geography. <laughs> no, Oregon is uh, directly below. It's directly below Washington. BC? I thought it was. I thought it was. No, because Washington's directly below BC. Because you feed into Seattle from Vancouver. I thought it was. in. Uh, yeah, no, it's no. Oregon is is south of Washington state. So it's in between okay. Washington state and California. Oh, okay. There you go. That's awesome. You're learning things on Dance Robot. It's educational. This is good. I like it. But yeah, it's just, I fucking, I was just captivated by One-Eyed Willie, who's the pirate, his, like, his puzzles and his booby traps. Like, it was like Indiana Jones for kids. Yes, totally. Just so, yeah, so much fucking fun. Like, and so much, like, the characters were all really fun and it had a great, like, balance of, adventure and comedy and like drama to it and yeah i fucking love goonies the restaurant at the beginning of that like the 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 one that they go and like they sneak up on the fratellis at hide it hide out in yeah yeah that is like this creepiest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life like that that (laughs) scared me when i was a kid like nothing else in the movie scared me for some reason that creepy 
abandoned fucking shack overlooking the water, like terrifying. Yeah, yeah it was pretty creepy. Yeah, they give him like the, the brown water or the whatever. Brown water. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I need to move side. Then I made this puking noise. <laughs> yeah. My sister is a huge fan of of Goonies. Like it's one of those movies. She, like her and my brother watched like a million times, and she watched it not so long ago. They like they just, they just put a special edition of it, like a 25th anniversary Blu-ray or something like yeah, that. Not yeah. so long ago, she was watching it, and that story came on. And the only thing I could think of was that is such a Christie story. Like that is like, <laughs> why it just struck me. I'm like that is totally something Christie yeah. would say. Yeah. Or like a story she would tell on the podcast. Uh, (laughs) So just so we know, Mark, uh, other Mark is sending us messages now while we're podcasting because he's sitting in the room with Christy. He's sending us more pictures. I think (laughs) he's putting Snapchat filters on ugly ship. Oh, God. I love I love I'm seriously like I'm falling in love with Mark now. Like, I don't know. I'm falling in love with ugly ship. Oh, my God. This is genius. He's doing Snapchat filters. I love this. (laughs) You don't even use Snapchat to talk to me. (laughs) No, it's it's uh, Facebook has its own filters now. I think think Instagram does, too. So you can just use whatever you want. But (laughs) But yeah, so good. Goonies is my my first pick because I just absolutely fucking love that movie. I can watch it. I it was and it was one of those ones that was just like on fucking. Stop. Over. Sorry. <laughs> I like that he took an alien character and put the alien filter oh, on it. It looks so even more alien than it did before. This is so good. Three and a half so hosts. Much. My God. Oh, my God. So good. Guys, rose on me about visual bits. <laughs> well we've just kind of capitulated to it now like we we're just like Chrissy's yeah. just gonna do the visual bits we may as well just lump in and laugh at the ones that your fucking boyfriend is doing because these are genius like this is so good they think you're funny Christy what's your first pick uh, well this is actually a poll that I'm not sure you guys would have guessed from me but it is one still like even though I upon rewatching it's a bit rough but like I really love the movie Willow okay yeah okay yep. yeah yep. I would watch that all day, every day. I loved it. I loved Warwick Davies so much. Like, I thought he was great. I just, I don't know, like, there were just so many good parts of Willow. Like, it was just a solid film in general. Like, the fantasy aspect of it really, like, started me loving fantasy in general. And um, I liked that it was dark as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was dark as hell. It's it's one that never had as much of an made as much of an impression on me, but I like I there are certain visual elements of it that were really striking to me that sort of like stuck in my mind. But for the life of me, I couldn't fucking tell you the story of it. Yeah, no. same here. I have no idea like what actually happens in Willow. I know Val Kilmer's in it, right? Yep, Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. but like the actual plot of the movie, I have like I know I've seen it. I just I can't remember the last mm-hmm. time so, I sat down and watched it. Willow is saving a baby that he's found in the water who actually. And so if I'm remembering correctly, well, that wasn't English. If I'm remembering correctly, the baby was like saved the water. He found it in like the water and it was like a princess's baby and it had like special powers. There's a prophecy about it or something. Yeah, there was a prophecy about the baby. There was one part I really hated when they turned all of the soldiers into pigs. Do you guys remember anything about that? Not often. I I remember very little about this film. It was pretty twisted. But it was like, 
just a, a really, really good fantasy film. Oh, shit. This was apparently originally George Lucas's idea. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, story by George Lucas, directed by Ron Howard. Yep. Yes, I forgot that Ron Howard did it. Yeah. I knew it was a Ron Howard movie. Like, I remember hearing about the George Lucas connection. I didn't know it was, like, that much of a George Lucas connection. I just assumed it well, was, I like... Well, I think it was around... Yeah, he just came up with a concept, it sounds like. That's the best way to work with George Lucas, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, the same time that he was coming up with Star Wars. That makes sense. Well, what is this, late yeah. 80s? When did this movie come out? He came up with the idea, apparently, in, like, uh, early... seven or The early 70s, in, like, 72. But this came out in, like, the late 80s. I was gonna say, 88. It's like a well, it came out. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I should watch that one again. I haven't seen it in a long time. I see, I always would get Willow like confused in my head with the last unicorn. Uh, What's the last unicorn? So I always I always it was the, the Tom Cruise one where he's like no, that's, uh, that's with, not, deal, deal with the devil or something. That, oh, no, that's legend. Yeah, I always get legend. Yeah. Legend is the one that like these two movies get confused in my head. The last unicorn, I was like, Yeah, I've never heard of that. That sounds like some like Never ending story. It's an shit. animated. It's an animated movie. Oh right. Oh, but but legend has Tarot. unicorns in it, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking of like. Isn't legend about the last unicorn? Basically, like Tim Curry is the devil. Is that that yeah. one? Yes. Yeah. And then he's yeah. like a super good devil. Well, fair. Yeah, it's Tim Curry's super good at yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> Amazing at being yeah. evil. Yeah. But no, it legend was like a lot darker. I think Willow was uh, a little bit more mainstream fantasy. It wasn't as like weird sort of B movie, because mm-hmm. wasn't that Tom Cruise's first like big film? Oh man, Legend. Yeah, uh, it was definitely early in his career because that was Legend was eighty five. Was it Risky Business the first like the big one? Big one was that the first one? I can't remember. That might have been like what he broke through on because Legend was kind of a flop. Yeah. Oh no, Taps was his first movie. Oh right, right. Le- Legend, Le- and then Risky Business, and then there was oh he was in the Outsiders. Yes, too, he was in the Outsiders. Oh, that's right. right. 83 man dude's fucking been making movies for basically as long as i've been alive yeah. and he's still like he's barely <laughs> aged too like he's like that man, scientology right? made, magic. Made deal, the deal yeah made the deal with the scientology devil yes good for him it's probably tim curry tim curry's not a scientologist <laughs> i was gonna say is tim curry a scientologist no no tom cruise yeah oh god we're getting more images anyways but yeah, so they're, Willow. They're Willow's a and you know what? I would recommend I would watch Willow again, but it's kind of like those eighties movies are sometimes a bit of a hard sit upon a rewatch because like they yeah. were their yeah. own like special genre of weird. Yeah, eighties. Yeah, I've got some later in my list that I'm like I'm pretty sure like I haven't watched them in like a good fifteen or twenty years. And I'm sure that some of them wouldn't hold up. Goonies fucking does though. I will stake my life that Goonies holds up to this That's day. That's right. Goonies is a good movie, man. I like Goonies. I just like yeah. putting it at the top of Donner's fucking filmography. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> that's a bold statement. All right, so my first one uh is actually kind of staying in theme, but it is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on my long list. Yeah. And that was one of the ones where I was like, I'm sure we're going to do an Indiana Jones And we are someday. definitely going to do an Indiana Jones episode someday. This yeah. is my way of like ramping us into that back, i think back to yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> raiders is just like it's my it's arguably my favorite movie of all time it's between this and ghostbusters and the dark knight kind of the three-way tie but like raiders is a movie that like my mom will tell the same fucking story a hundred million times i love you to death mom but you tell the same goddamn story every time <laughs> that she was pregnant with me when we went she went and saw it and that's why i'm so obsessed Aww. with this movie and i've been obsessed with this movie since i was a kid like i love raiders of the lost ark i love all of the original three indiana jones movies 
Like that is my, I'm bored. I don't know what I want to binge. That's my holy trilogy. Fuck Star Wars, Indiana Jones, baby. <laughs> Every time I will watch him beat up Nazis and kind of yeah. racistly act shitty to Indian people for an entire movie. <laughs> also, because that happens too. That's Lord of the Rings for me is the trilogy. Yeah, no, that those those first batch of uh, indie movies are like super near and dear to my heart, but specifically Raiders, because it's just like, it's... It's damn near a perfect movie. Exactly, it's pretty much a perfect movie. Like, yeah, you can argue about whether or not he actually does anything in the plot, or like he actually affects anything, but fuck that. The movie's fantastic. He beats up and kills Nazis. God comes down and tells them the Nazis are bad. Why the Americans aren't just showing this movie in school now? Because apparently you need the education about Nazis being not good. We should probably get on that. But... Yeah, man, it's like Harrison Ford, just like at the absolute peak of his awesomeness. Like, I love Han Solo, I tell- but this is yep. this is Harrison Ford for me. Like, Indy is my Harrison Ford character. So, yeah, yeah. I've never seen. Fuck me, running really? You're up. <laughs> I've only How? seen. I've only seen Crystal Skull. Holy oh, shit! Jesus. All right, you're off the podcast. You're done. The podcast is over. <laughs> you are fired. The podcast is over. Is it? Have you like been actively avoiding them or? No, like, I just, my it's, dad. It's not like, one of those things like Logan, didn't... where you're just like, I will never watch this. Yeah, I just can't watch Logan. I mean, Hugh Jackman is so overrated. Um, but no, you know what it is. I've just never. I. I know the iconic, I think I've seen the first one. I mean, I say I think because I'm pretty confident I saw it when I was younger, but I, like, I just never sat down and watched them. There were a million other things to watch by the time I came, you know, I was old enough to understand them that I just never really sat down and took it in. So when I, when I saw Crystal Scotland, I was like, this is bullshit. So I I mean, uh, oh, verbally, I was like, yeah, this is terrible. The worst (laughs) one. But inside I was like, it's the only one. <laughs> Jesus. I've seen the scenes like the heart being pulled from the chest in uh, Raiders. I'm pretty sure they're yeah. all on Netflix. No, it's, right that's now. Temple of Doom. That's Temple Damn, see? Yeah, that's Temple of Doom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're all Chill on Netflix right brain. now. So like you have That's one of those movies. Yeah, Temple of Doom is one of those movies that fucked me up because I probably saw it earlier than I should have kind I saw of thing. And like the way too young. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Way too young. But like Temple of Doom is the goriest. And yes, Temple yeah. of Doom is like Hell really yeah. gory. It's like borderline horror movie. Yeah, but when you're like a seven or eight year old kid, that's like right, that's that's what you want from a movie. It's just a little edgy. Come on, that's yeah. the good shit. That's right what there. the Goonies is though. Goonies is a little uh, edgy. No, the Raiders movies are way more adult than the Goonies. Like the, when he says like the Goonies are indie for kids, they very much are. Like it's a much more yeah. PG thing. Yeah, they but that's what I'm saying. PG thirteen yeah. because of Temple of Doom because that movie was so gory and dark. Crazy. And yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you. I I can't believe you haven't seen that like any of those movies, Christy. That's crazy. I'm sorry. This is like Mark, play the game. <laughs> he hasn't even started playing. He's just been sending you. He's just been sending you Snapchat. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of into this this like pinup version here. So I'm not even polka looking dot, red at polka dot bandana just, and the, the cat eye. I actually when when he posted that one, I was like, I would I think I've gone out with that girl before. So I'm like, <laughs> I haven't even looked at them. And then and then the last one looks like the fucking Joker. Yeah, that's horrifying. That's pretty good too. I like that. <laughs> out of here. All right. Well, now that Christy's thoroughly disappointed me, let's move back around to the start. And Christy, no, Tim. No, I don't Tim. remember who started now. Tim started. So. <laughs> Fuck, what did I do with my list? What did I do with my list? Okay, my next one is another 
This one is probably more of a cult classic, but I fucking love it and watch it over and over again. Uh, the Last Starfighter. Oh, nice. Good poll. I've never seen it. Good Oh, oh, so much fun. So this one is one of those ones that like just either you know it or you don't kind of thing. But it was basically about this kid that's like sort of living a dead end life in a trailer park. And but there's an arcade game there that he is like amazing at. And like, that's the only thing he's sort of seems to be good at. And uh, he beats the high score on the arcade game. And like the next night, an alien comes down and tells him that this video, this arcade game was actually like basically like a qualifying exam or like a recruitment technique for like a space army. Let's say space Space force. (laughs) It's um, (laughs) not the most original concept, but it is still ready. At the time. Yeah. This was 1984. Oh no, absolutely. That's what I was. That's what I'm trying to say. This like introduced that trope. This like, this is like if ready player one was not a complete piece of shit. Like is what that is what the last Starfire. Is. Yeah. It's got this nice cheesy kind of like veneer to it, but it is a really good story. So yeah, and it's also ripped off Vendor's game, but that's neither yeah. there either. So, but it's got a lot of great comedic beats. Like they leave behind like basically a sort of clone or whatever you want to say of him, but that doesn't really know how to act right. So it like fucks up things with his girlfriend and shit like that. And he's often like space, just getting thrown into this like crazy epic space battle, yeah. and you know kind of just having to deal with the fact that the universe is a lot bigger place than he thought and it has some 3d animation in it that actually holds up decently well for being fucking almost 35 years old at this point mainly because i think like they didn't really like overextend themselves like they realized like okay there's some things that we can do with cgi and some things that we should not kind of thing yeah, yeah. but like this came out the fucking year after return of the jedi that's true that was uh that's a pretty good move for them considering like yeah they just gotten that out so yeah but yeah and robert preston i love his performance as like the charlatan alien that basically is the one that comes down and like had this idea of making these arcade machines and just putting them out throughout the galaxy and just recruiting people that way yeah what a smart tactic yeah and i gotta shout out the score to last starfighter is one of my favorite scores of all time i would go maybe so far as to say is it is what is maybe the most underappreciated score of all time like i would put it up there the main fanfare of the last starfighter score for me is like every bit is like iconic as an epic as like the raiders march or like the main star wars theme so there are a lot of people that may have even like heard that because like it ends up getting used in like yeah. You know, like trailers and shit, or like uh, people making like fan videos and stuff like that. A it lot gets picked up in video games too. A lot actually, it gets licensed in yeah. video games a lot. So I've heard it. Like yeah. I think it was, what was that goddamn thing? There was a ser- Wing Commander. They used it a fair bit. And was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that popping up in Wing Commander a couple times. Yeah, the main theme to it goes the we should like i we, i would challenge anybody just go into youtube and like type in last starfighter theme and like listen to it and not have some like weird deja vu thing go on i might yeah. not because it, i have or just visceral like emotional reaction i mean you don't watch anything good christy so that's sorry <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast where mark has lost all faith in christy <laughs> This is the episode. This is it. Yes. So I did. Craig, Craig's the fan score of Last Starfighter is absolutely amazing for a, a good, a solid, fun 80s movie. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, I like nice. I like that movie. It's good. I should watch it again. It's been a long time since that's one of those movies my dad came home with on VHS, and like we probably watched five times because yeah, we like that kind of shit together, and that was the end of it. Really stellar, like makeup effects and stuff like mm-hmm. that too in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right, Christy, disappoint me again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was a I was a big fan, and it's like this is you know. Everybody's watched this movie a million times, but Back to the Future. Oh, uh, yeah, that's on yeah. my list. Yeah, that's yeah. another one. We've got to do an, a whole yeah. episode. Well, on okay, Back how about this? If we're going to do a whole episode on Back to the Future, then I'll just do another one because I'd rather not wax nostalgia about it if we're going to do an episode. Because um, I've Fair got enough. a gajillion on this damn list. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? Actually, I will say this one. This is one of my absolute favorite movies from like being a kid. Even now, like I quote it probably at least once a week. The Sandlot. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Love yep. this movie. That's it's a classic. So good. You're killing yeah. me, Smalls. Like, and when he, when the one guy squints, marries <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn, and like when he's talking about her, and when she's like, what's it called, lifeguarding? He's like lotioning, oiling, lotioning. It's just like so many like solid moments, like L seven weenie, and just so many. It's so good, and like I was a I was a ball player growing up so like i was i loved it on so many different levels i always wished i like was a boy so i could play baseball like they played baseball because no girls played baseball like i did but no sandlot (laughs) is and it's got like james earl jones in it and it's just like a solid like coming of age film karen allen was in it who that wait going back oh fuck karen allen who played (laughs) indiana jones love interest in Raiders of the Lost Sorry, Ark. Sorry, didn't mean to make it worse. And the one movie, the one Indiana Jones movie that you actually saw. Oh, Crystal Skull? Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. What's the character's name again? Oh, fuck, I can't remember off the top of my head. Marion. Marion. Yeah, Marion Ravenwood. Yeah. I'm really sorry, you guys. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Rubbing salt in that wound. Yeah. But no, Sandlot is a fucking fantastic movie. It's one I haven't seen. Jeez, I, I probably haven't seen that. No. I'm sure I... I, I mean, I... It's hard to say. It didn't come out until 93. That movie is 25 years old today or this year. And I think it's actually there. It's coming back to theaters for like a limited run uh, right now. I think when I was when I was uh, in the theater to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, they had a poster saying like uh, Sandlot coming back to theaters for, you know, like I think end of August or something like that. I would go see it in theaters. That would be amazing. All the time with those kinds of movies. Now it's been like cult classic. Yeah, cult classic. Because I saw Raiders in theaters like last year. Because it was just I saw um, Nightmare Before Christmas, but a few years ago. But that was because they just re-released it in 3D. Yeah, I saw. I'm trying to think. I've seen a couple of those re-releases. Raiders was a big one. Ghostbusters has come. They've been re-released like almost every Halloween Mm -hmm. last couple years. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten gotten a chance to see that with like a crowd of nerds, which is fun. Rocky Horror Picture Show has been like keeps popping up. Every Halloween. Oh, that one's yeah. everywhere all the yeah. time. Yeah, that's not like as exciting, but like no, Shadowcast do that all the time. Set like Sandlot. Sandlot's a movie, man. There's like a weekly showing of that in Atlanta. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, there's one of them at Dragon Con that <laughs> happens at like three in the morning when everybody's just hammered drunk. But it's oh, not as fun. Yeah. It's a huge room, and it's not really as fun unless you're like right up. You know, unless you can actually really see the performers. Kind yeah. Of thing. Sure. All right. Let's. Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about Sandlot because I don't know. I just not it's Sandlot. Yeah, I think it, I think I was just a little too old for it by the time it kind of like hit video and like became a thing. Because yeah. I was just like, eh. also, I went to a French school, so that was, that was the kind of movie they would show like on a movie day, which we didn't get to do because fucking French school. They'd make us watch French dog <laughs> shit. 
or at least dubs, like French dubs of these yeah. movies, which just ruins them for you. <laughs> oh so. my god! Yeah, yeah. The amusement park scene. I don't know. I, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I have I have vague remembrances of Sandlot. I remember the dog and James Earl Jones is blind yeah. at the yeah. end, right, or something like that, to that effect. Yeah. yeah, I remember that, but like the movie, I don't have like a solid memory of. Yeah. And I remember the kid pretending to drown so that the lifeguard will kiss That's him. That's what I'm talking about. Probably does probably doesn't play as well any probably these not. days. No, no, it's probably like that's assault, brother. To be fair, you like double dare me. Most of the movies we've named probably don't play super great these days. I mean, like <laughs> Raiders. Man, if you really look at the backstory between Indy and Marion, not not on the up and up that story. Like not good, yeah. not good. <laughs> but you know, classic movie. So. All right, Tim. Yeah. Number two. All right. My next one. Let's see. My next one is another one that sort of achieved like cult classic status, but a lot of people have never fucking heard of it. It's The Wizard. Oh, that movie's not that good, Tim. Come on. From 1989. I think I'd have heard of that one. Fucking Fred Savage. (laughs) So this one was, uh, yeah, it's Fred Savage and uh, Christian Slater was also in it, but he was kind of a bit part. Also, Um, Rilo Kiley's Jenny Lewis is the female lead in that movie. Oh, really? I didn't realize that was was Rilo Kiley. Yeah, that's Jenny Lewis. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There you go. I, today I learned something. Yeah, so she grew up hot. So was, there you go. I was today years old when I learned that Rilo Kiley was in The Wizard. Yeah. I was today years <laughs> old. Yeah. yeah, so for again, for anybody that's never heard of The Wizard, uh, this movie is came out in 1989. It was a movie about sort of centered around this kid that has PTSD because his twin sister, like maybe kids like maybe eight or nine or something like that, is PTSD because a couple years before the movie starts, his sister drowns and dies twin sister. Yeah. Aww. And so he goes like completely like quiet and they end up like putting him in an institution and he ends up just started. The kid starts to like become obsessed with going to California. So his brother, Fred Savage breaks him out of this mental institution and then they hitchhike across the fucking country and they pick up Jenny Lewis uh, all, along the way. Yeah. So it's probably, it's not like a safe movie. Like, but along the way, they they sort of realize that this kid has is just like a savant at video games. Yeah. Okay. And then they start hearing about this really early like video game competition, basically, and it's yeah. at Universal Studios in Hollywood. And so they take like they train him along the way, like stopping at arcades along the way, kind of thing. And like they're he's like sharking people out of money and shit like that, and that's how they like pay for their trip across the country. What? It's and like, then it's a really questionable, but it's really like a, an hour and a half, like a 90 minute Nintendo commercial. It like, really is it, because it's pretty much all it is. It's like a yeah. NES commercial. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When they like at their one point, uh, they encounter this sort of uh, like who ends up becoming like the nemesis character yeah. and everybody's all like he pulls out a power glove and everybody's like super impressed oh. and with them and like, oh, yeah. that's so cool. Of the fucking thing never worked at yeah, all. Yeah, thing never worked at, like a goddamn <laughs> second in this life. Like, there's no version of the power glove that ever Amazing. worked ever. <laughs> so. And then the big like reveal moment at the end was they got to the competition and like they got to, this kid got to the final of the competition and like they were all games that had already been released and the final was like we have a brand new unreleased game that nobody has ever played before and it turns out to be Super Mario Brothers 3 and everybody's losing their fucking minds like, yeah. oh my god this is amazing and then of yeah. course like the kid just smokes his competitor at, yeah. Yeah, at uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 but yeah I mean in the end it 
really was like a 90 minute commercial for like basically Nintendo and Universal Studios Hollywood because that's where yeah. the competition was. But I I could I just watched that fucking movie over and over again anyways. It, it Yeah, you were Yeah, I didn't. The console like at the time you were a gamer kid. Yeah. Sense. Except I wasn't. I didn't have a fucking console at that point. I had well, I guess I might have had like my Game Boy. Actually, no. I think Game Boy came out. I think I got my Game Boy a couple years after that. But anyways. Game Boy was eighty nine, so whenever this movie came out, would it came out in eighty nine. Yeah. But it did also have like a lot of really like heartwarming moments. Like it turned out the reason the kid wanted to go to California was because he wanted to go to uh, see the the Cabazon dinosaurs, which is like a roadside attraction in California, which he had memories of his sister being like really happy there and he had this lunchbox that he was carrying around that had like uh pictures of his sister in it and he wanted to leave those there because he remembered that like oh. she was happy there kind of thing and that's so. devastating are those the same dinosaurs that are in the one peewee movie too yeah yeah well yeah 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 absolutely so yeah i i know it's not like objectively a very good movie but i I'd love. It. Yeah, I saw it a million times. It doesn't have to be a like solid film. It just has to be something you loved. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, The Wizard. It's not huh, interesting movie. Interesting movie. <laughs> so my next one is kind of moving forward a little bit. So I am a little bit older when this one came out, but it is a movie I like to this day. I rewatch for some reason. So I married an axe murder. The Mike Myers. So good. Oh, so good. Wait, great. Is Tim Paul. groaning right now. Is that what's going on? <laughs> no. It uh, it's one of those ones that I just never really Did it click with you. Read I, I never freaking love that movie. Yeah. So I read an expert. Like my f- Pence. Just oh. talking about giving him a fucking complex. It's so big. He's got his own. Uh, he's got his own weather system. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an orange on a toothpick. So this movie like predates like everything else Mike Myers did. Like it's pre Wayne's World. It's pre obviously Austin Powers. Like all the shit that you end up kind of knowing Mike Myers for, except. His dad in it is his Scottish character. Like, that's his voice that he uses yeah. for everything yeah. after like that. Bat Bastard. Bat Bastard. Shrek. Yeah, like, he uses Shrek. it for everything. But I don't know. It's just a movie. Like, it's a, it's totally inconsequential. It takes, like, 80 minutes to get through. Phil Hartman's in it and has one of the best bit parts Phil Hartman ever had. And that is saying a lot because Phil Hartman is the master of the bit part in a movie. Like, he just... God, he was in there. He's fucking... He's the... The guard, they have. He has a woman's name too. I can't remember what it is, but they keep calling him by like a woman's Stacey name. Or something. Yeah, it's something like that. Like uh, Kelly or Vicky. Vicky, that's it. Vicky. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, the prison guard. But he tells these horrifying stories about like the the prisoners that are that were staying in Alcatraz yes, at the time and stuff like right. that. Right. So fucking inappropriate. But... Oh man, and it's like I that's can't. Really... I should maybe give this another chance because you I should because it's. It's Mike Myers and what's his name? I can't remember the, the guy who plays across from him, but like he plays his best friend. Anthony LaPaglia? That's it. Anthony LaPaglia. And he's just like, they're sitting there watching Phil Hartman do this monologue about them like cutting open their prison bitch and like pissing into the eye cavities and shit. Yes. And it's just like, they're, they're just like staring him and like kind of making these awkward eye contacts between each other. Just like, what the fuck did we get? Into? I'd like, forgotten about oh that. Oh my God. That scene is like that scene is that movie for me. Like it's such a funny bit, but also like uh, it's Nancy Travis, I believe, is the love interest in that. She's super funny yeah. and like super cute and all that kind of stuff. And it's like proto Mike Myers. Like he's not entirely like Mike Myers as like film product yet. Like he's still kind of figuring out his routine and yeah. stuff. So he still does some weird cutesy Woman. shit here and there. Whoa, yeah, man, yeah, Whoa. the beat poet stuff, oh, man. Yeah, she was a thief. 
You got <laughs> She stole my heart and my cat. Yeah. I know the whole thing. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Betty, oh, I kind of want you to do the whole thing. Judy, <laughs> Josie, and those hot pussy cats. They make me horny. Saturday morning. Girls of cartoons will leave me in ruins. I want to be Betty's bunny. Hey, Jane. I feel like you've performed this somewhere before. Thing. Yeah. Me too. Love. <laughs> and if she hasn't, she should. Yeah. So good. It's so good. Yeah. It was my it, go perform this like as an original or something <laughs> like that and see if anybody picks it up. Not to be like uh it was like my date movie. Like if a guy didn't think that movie was funny, we weren't gonna be You weren't compatible. compatible. That's fucking weird because I use this for the same thing. <laughs> Did you really? I use it out of like fairly regularly. Yeah. It's definitely a movie I'll put in front of people just to be like, if they don't react well to it, then I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna work. There's yep. <laughs> so. Had we but met ten years prior. There you go. I would have been like, what? That movie? No way. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would have found out all the other shit I like, and I, or I would have found that you had never seen Raiders. And <laughs> you would have thrown me out. <laughs> Get yeah, the fuck out of here. Gonna, this is not going to happen. No. Why don't you just let me watch it with you? No. It's a prerequisite. No. You have to see it beforehand. That's what you're going to tell me. You haven't seen Ghostbusters. God damn it. Well, I've already seen the one with the girls. <laughs> oh, God. That's not true. Oh, God. That's not true. Now she's just trolling. Yeah. I know. But either way, yeah, so Sorry Murder and Axe it's like, I don't know, it shows up, it used to show up on TBS all the time, so it'd be one of those, like, total Saturday afternoon, like, I don't really feel like doing anything, I'm just laying here before I go to work at the theater, what's on? Oh, look, I'll watch Mike Myers for three hours on TBS, for, like, do a 90-minute movie, because yeah, sure. TBS. Yeah. But, oh, man, a movie just fucking made me laugh. The whole, even, like, this, this stupid plot, like, the Mr. X oh thing, like, it's so dumb, but it's so <laughs> funny. Because it's, like, it's such, like, a period piece, too, because it's, like, the late 80s early 90s there's no cell phones there's no internet there's whatever they're reading like the weekly world news like national Enquirer. Oh so good the fattest baby so good yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely and there's like a weird what's his name's in there kramer's in yes, that movie he is too yeah so i don't know I, I just think it's fucking hysterical so it's one of those ones that i still go back to. like i own it on blu-ray it's in this house somewhere somewhere i own it so that's my other pick. So let's get back. We'll do one more and then we'll call it a night. So Oh right. no, that's such a hard pick. <laughs> oh no. We can get more mileage out of it. Yeah, absolutely. There's more of these we can do. So oh, gosh. Okay. Back to me. Yeah, yep. back to <laughs> All right. So my last one is another one that I think kind of has gained cult status, but again, maybe is not objectively a great movie, but was another one of those just like on fucking TV like every weekend kind of thing. It was Flight of the Navigator. Oh, I, I never saw movie. it. Oh, so good. So much fun. Yeah. And it, it so I kind of started noticing as I was putting this list together that most of the ones like I was pulling had a very similar balance of like sort of adventure and exploration and like maybe a little bit of like a sci-fi element to it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and this one goes really hard into that direction. So uh, Last Starfighter came out in 1986. It was basically about this this kid, like 12 year old kid, that goes out like goes out one night, ends up like falling down and uh, falling unconscious, and he wakes up and finds out that his basically eight years have passed, right? And all of his family and everything are like eight years older. And then eventually he figures out that or a, an alien spaceship crashes, and he somehow like knows that this is related to his like loss of time kind of thing. And he goes and like seeks out the spaceship and the spaceship is sentient and it's voiced by Paul Rubens. 
That's right. That's Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. I completely forgot. The spaceship is called Max and Doesn't he name it Max though? Like it's not like it's called Max. No, it's called it has a different like name, but uh it's it's the Trimaxian drone ship or something like that. Right. And uh he ends up just calling it Max. Basically, when he was unconscious, this sentient ship picked him up and took him around or they traveled like all around the galaxy faster than light and because they traveled faster than light there was time dilation so time at home passed faster than it did for him but yeah so basically it's just a sort of a weird like buddy cop movie because it's a strange flick like it's <laughs> it's, it's got a weird pace and like tone to it the whole way through yeah but it, it was is, unique yeah very yeah unique. very much so yeah. yeah and and like the ship basically the mission of the ship is to go around the galaxy like collecting alien knowledge and alien life and so there's all these like little cute alien creatures on the ship as well and he like befriends a couple of them and one point like it turns out that for some reason like all of the ship's like navigational data had gotten downloaded into the kid's mind and then the ship like needed his help to get home and yeah so it's a really fun movie again i don't know this is one i haven't seen a long time i don't know if it holds up but it also had some really good special effects. Like that ship was all CGI'd, which for that time was again pretty fucking good. Was it all CGI? Yeah. Well, I, I think there probably was I like a physical. There was a physical model of it, but like any time it was shown in like a long shot or like shown traveling, it was it was CGI, which is pretty hard to do because it was also all reflective. And I don't know how yeah. well like they handled like the reflective surfaces and stuff on it, but it was also pretty cool. Just like ship design as well i was always pretty impressed with that and the interior set of the ship i just all was always like really taken by like i was just you know like entranced by this on the screen i was like this looks so fucking cool oh okay sorry i just googled this super chrome like everything is yeah yeah very very polished metal oh yeah Yeah. forgot a lot about this movie yeah that's pretty cool though yep so that's i guess my last one for this time is play the navigator solid picks nice christy Well, it's for me, I'm going to say it's a bit of a toss up between a couple, but I'll I'll say Mrs. Doubtfire and Hook. Oh, both okay. both are I yeah. I've watched, yeah. Both of those should would have shown up on my list if we'd done another one of these, I think. Hello. <laughs> my favorite is It was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> yeah, that was that was epic Robin Williams yeah. for sure. And all oh my god, I am job like so but so good and when he was in hook and dustin hoffman in fucking in hook mm-hmm. and rufio and everything like i i know it's two but it's because they're both such good robin william classics yeah you know like i just i i don't know how many times i've watched that damn like those damn movies hook in particular just brings me like so much like just joy and wonder kind of thing like the the scene with the the food fight scene yeah yeah Yeah, i love that you're doing it peter Peter? i know sometimes (laughs) i'll go up to mark and i'll just like put my fingers on his forehead (laughs) and like smooth out the wrinkles kind of thing there you are mark yeah there you are peter (laughs) but like and then he wonders why he's created this femship portrait of you like you're constantly calling him old but no, the food scene is outstanding. Like I used to do that all the time. I'd just get a bowl, like <laughs> and a spoon, and I'd look at my brother and like flick stuff at him. <laughs> and he'd be like, Don't get really yeah. upset. 
day. And I was like, that was mashed potatoes. <laughs> Just, that one was a real hard string puller too. Like Toodles losing his marbles. and Fucking Toodles when he finds his marbles and he starts flying. So happy. Yeah. Oh, it's just Hook was so magical. Like it was there was just so much about it that was just beautiful. Like when they're sitting in the tree and going to sleep and you see all of Neverland. Yeah. Good night, Neverland. And Dustin Hoff was an amazing Captain Hook. Yes, he was. Everyone's like, uh hook that I talk to now and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Who hurt you? Yeah. Like now, could you say that? The Glenn Close and her cameo in the boo-boo box. Yeah. And just, but then, like, you have on the other side, like, you have this really wonderfully childish and beautiful performance from Robin Williams. And then you have Mrs. Doubtfire, which is, like, the same energy, but it's this totally different, wonderful film. Holy shit, I didn't realize Gwyneth Paltrow played young Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. And then May- I knew Maggie Smith. Moira. Yeah. She played Moira. Uh, right. She did play Wendy. Moira Angela Darling was his wife. Yeah. But yeah. but no, yeah. that, I, oh. I just love that feel like or that sort of message of movie like where oh. it's like, yeah, it's OK to, you know, hold on to some sort of child. I mean, that's the whole fucking point of our podcast, practically, is like, I it's know. OK to, you know, hold on to certain elements of your childhood kind of thing. Like you can still enjoy childish you can act childlike without having to be childish kind of thing it's true (laughs) and it's just like it's very special it's the there's some very special like just like moments in both of those films but especially in hook where it's just it was these two adult men and like oh we haven't even talked about smee and how good smee was Smee was really good yeah bob Bob hoskins yep yeah the only I'm- the only disappointment I had in that film was how they handled the alligator or the crocodile with yeah. it being the clock tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then him just disappearing inside of it. That's the only issue I have with Hook. Yeah. Didn't people really hate Julia Roberts? Yes, as Tink. She wasn't terrible. Yeah, she wasn't great. There was some but, weird sexual know, stuff there. Yeah, and that was where I think it got weird because everyone's used to the Disney Tink, you know? Where she doesn't yeah. talk, she's in her cute little Marilyn Monroe dress mm-hmm. and hair, and she's supposed to be very like petulant, but in humanizing Tinkerbell and like giving her, you know, a sexuality and like wants and a voice. Okay. I think a lot of people were just like, I don't like that for her. But so, mm. so I think what we've confirmed on this episode is that Steven Spielberg is the voice of all of our childhoods. Yes, he is. Steven no Spielberg. No one said ET yet, though. Yeah, yeah, I. E.T. I yeah, watched the shit Skittles. out of you, but uh, oh, yeah. Reese's Pieces. It scared the shit out of Mark. It scared the shit out of my Mark. E.T. fucking hated E.T. Well, I, I remember being pretty scared of the uh, the scene with all the uh, like clean room guys and like the crazy like white suits. Mm-hmm. I remember being pretty like traumatized yeah. by that. Just the visuals of it or whatever I found really disturbing for some reason. Well, there's... And, like, there's- and seeing E.T. like all sickly there and almost dying, yeah. like that was probably one of my first experiences like with sort of understanding mortality and illness and that yeah. kind of thing was et being sick because he'd been away from his home for too long there's been a few times i've thought about just leaving skittles for mark 
Reese's like Pieces, out. you mean? Reese's Pieces. Oh, is it Reese's? Is I thought it was Skittles. People? I thought oh it was Skittles. God, yes. <laughs> it was supposed to be M&M's, but then in the M&M people were like, no, we don't want to do that. And the Reese's people were like, fuck yeah, we'll take a Steven Spielberg movie. Reese's Pieces, really? Yeah, it's yeah, Reese's Pieces. Absolutely. Oh, I thought it was I Skittles all the <laughs> I haven't seen this movie in 25 years, and I still know it's Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I honestly, though, like E.T. was um, not ever my favorite. It's just a Steven Spielberg that we should bring up. Mm, fair, fair. That's okay. I haven't seen Hook in like 25 years, and I don't remember particularly liking anything about it except for Julia Roberts in that episode. <laughs> but I have a weird thing for Julia Roberts in that particular period of time. So yeah, that doesn't nothing there. But I mean, yeah, because uh, Spielberg was also involved with Goonies too. Back to the Future, which we mentioned, he future, also was yeah. a producer yeah. on that. And, I mean, obviously, obviously, obviously Raiders, Raiders, yeah. Raiders, yeah, obviously, and back, yeah, yeah, it's yep. He, yeah, right up until he made Schindler's List, all of a sudden, uh, that's when the shit got serious for him. Oh, and, shit. Uh, he stopped making and he, childhood movies. Yeah, and he produced. Because it, was, it wasn't like Jurassic Park, then Schindler's List, and then it just went like super serious after that. Like, I mean, he made some sequels, but nothing like... Yeah. Nothing to like that 80s. After the 80s? After <laughs> yeah. That's an, episode we, that's an episode we should really do, is like start getting into the directors yeah. and like, doing a Spielberg episode. Yeah. Favorite, favorite directors we should definitely do, or like just fo- focus on one like director kind of thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like we should do a series where we're just like focusing on particular directors. Yeah. I think Look at Spielberg that! It's Reese's Pieces. First one to do. Sorry. <laughs> 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 you don't fucking believe us? I know she doesn't believe us. We're trying to gas. You think we were trying to gaslight you over fucking the candies and ET? Jesus, Christ. Christy, the girl who hasn't fucking seen Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark, is going to question us about what's. The candy oh, and ET. I just wanted to check Thanks, for my Christy. own benefit. I shouldn't have said nothing. God damn it! Rude. No, you should just kept your mouth shut. As a side note, just just before, did you guys realize I ha- I almost put it on my list? Harry Potter, the first movie, came out in two thousand one. Yeah, I was working at the movie theater when it came out. It was crazy. I was twelve. It was so hard not to put it on my list. I was like, yeah. I watched that movie like a gajillion times. Really? Twelve? I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because it would have made us twenty. Mm-hmm. In no. uh, 2001, we were 20 that year. Hence why so. I did not give a Wait. shit about yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. The only reason I gave a shit about it was because I was like running that theater at the time, and I was like, this is going to suck this weekend. <laughs> like, beyond the telling of it, those matinees were fucking horrifying. And guess who drew short strong got the matinees? So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when are you guys, what are your birthdays again? Like, years? We're 80, 81 babies. Yeah, we're 81. Oh, 81 babies. Right, right. I thought you were both 84 no, babies no, for some no, reason. No, we're, we're, old. we're old motherfuckers. 81 babies. Yeah, baby. Oh. Yeah, way on the other oh. side of 30 now. Way on the other side of 30. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm almost 30. <laughs> I miss. I remember we're almost 30. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, but I'm making a lot Good more money time. than I was when I was almost 30. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, true that. <laughs> I'm living yeah, in poverty. Uh, there is that. I'm above the poverty there is line. definitely that. Are you, though, for the area you live in? Not, probably not. Based only um, on the fact that you are living with Mark is probably why you're above that line. Given, given where you live right now. Anyway, so my, my last anyway. one for tonight, uh, and we won't have to dwell on it too long, because I think it is a movie we'll probably talk about in depth at some point in the future, but is the 1989 Batman. Nice. Is a movie that... No, you Batman on your list? Shit out of this movie. We must have wore out two VHS copies of this fucking movie. We watched it so, or I watched it so goddamn. That's yeah. amazing. So I don't know. Like, do you have to talk about it that much? Like Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger, Tim Burton being just fucking weird. epic. Danny Elfman movie score, huge Danny Elfman score, fucking production design from like the next level of hell. Like it's just the craziest fucking Batmobile ever. 
the best Batmobile ever too. <laughs> like it's still my favorite car. Like there, there's been other ones that I like. Like I enjoy the Tumblr and I love the animated series, like Super mm. Sleep one. That '89 one, man. When I when somebody says Batmobile, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that '89 one's the one that I think about. Like that's the, that's the one. Huge that ridiculous fins on the back. Yeah, and like no clearance. Like if you got you get stuck at a speed bump on it. Like it's fucking not <laughs> a good design at all. But it is a cool looking car. So. Michael Keaton couldn't turn his fucking head. Michael Keaton, like literally half a foot too small to be playing that role. Yeah. Really, like he's five foot fucking seven or something. But he's just the his the just of his fucking presence, though. The voice is all about the voice. He just like nails that Batman voice in a way that nobody quite has yet. Like, yeah, Ben Affleck's doing the modulation, and well, let's not even talk about the Christian Bale. I thing. don't mind the Bale bat. I don't mind it either, to be honest. I think we've talked about this before. I, like, I don't care about it. Like people got all shitty about it. Michael Keaton always had like just whispering, like gravelly kind of whispering. I don't know. I thought he nailed Batman, at least for 1989. I thought he did exactly the job. We need. I haven't. Seen you haven't seen this one either. Jeez. Fuck me, running. All right. This is why we all need so to I'm live. Watching together. the trailer and live, I haven't live, live close to each other so that we can just set like weekend days aside to right. educate each other. All right, Chris, everybody, you can educate us on Harry Potter. I've already seen the Harry Potter shit. I know probably Mean Girls or something. Hey, I've seen Mean Girls is a quality (laughs) movie, man. That's a Tina Fey written movie. Yeah, good movie. Mean Girls is awesome. And then we can we can fucking make her watch all the Indiana Jones movies and apparently fucking Tim Burton Batman movies. At least the first one. I mean, we can argue all we want. I like Batman, but I like I like. I'm real sorry. I'm letting you guys down so hard. All right, everybody. Terrible oh, silence. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do our last segment and uh, do this recommendation yeah! shit. So what I'm gonna do right now is recommend yeah. to Christy that she fucking watch Readers of the Lost Ark <laughs> and Batman. I don't think that's how this works. No, this is how it works oh, this week. Everybody, everybody's going to watch everybody. Batman this week. God damn it! So sorry. Wow, uh, what do I need? What am I gonna do for geek cred? Yeah, geek cred oh, is what God. it's called. Um. Yeah, geek cred. What do you guys want to really recommend? Sorry that... So, Christy, I'm gonna make you start because you're irritating me. To this I'm I don't sorry. Know why. It's not my fault. <laughs> Ooh. I need to speak to your father because he did not raise. Hey, you. whoa, <laughs> hey, whoa, <laughs> hey. There's some key shit he missed out on in raising you. I was watching. Unless he did a bad. I job. was watching films like A Star Is Born with Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and oh, and top the first ten minutes of Top yeah. Gun forty five yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> I like guys. That's our that should be our new theme yes. song. Is the first uh, the Jeez, Top Gun I'd theme? I'd be so happy. Danger Zone. No, Pink that's lines. not that's yeah. not no, Danger Zone. Down. It's the yeah. It's not Danger. No. Oh yeah, yeah. The theme. Right. You're right. right. Oh. You're right. Because it kicks into Danger Zone right after. That. It does kick yeah. into Danger Zone. Yeah. Actually, I had a really funny moment. I was coming back from a ghost walk, and I was carrying like my giant cape and a lantern. And this guy was walking across the street with me, and I was just like, oh, it's so busy here right now. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of dangerous. And I'm like, too bad we don't have some Kenny Loggins, am I right? Lana? <laughs> he just looked, Lana? He just looked at me. Danger Zone! <laughs> but no, that like... It's so epic. I don't want to talk to Christy anymore, so I'm just going to watch the opening scene from Top Gun while you guys wrap it up. Uh, how do the, what I would recommend this week? <laughs> so um, first ten minutes of Top Gun. The first ten minutes of Top Gun, <laughs> not, or watch the first ten minutes more. of The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Just the first ten minutes, then turn it off before you see Tom Cruise. 
turn it off. Yeah, I'm, I'm there for that. Um, That's like a solid 10 minutes of film right there. And then it, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's awesome. And then Tom Cruise People sings the fucking Everly Brothers and I want to die. So like, I don't know. <laughs> Take my breath away. Yeah. All right. Okay, so what would I recommend this week? I would recommend the mobile app game Harry Potter Mystery, Mystery of Hogwarts. Still on that train? Still on that train, yo. Still on that train. You know what? That that Hogwarts train? It's uh, Express. Hogwarts Express. How fucking dare you? And it's, hey, um, you haven't seen Raiders you know or fucking Batman. Here, you don't get to I'm say sorry, any of this who shit. Who here has written? I know, you're right. You're both right. written the Hogwarts Express? Then don't call it the Hogwarts train, you dummy. <laughs> It's the train to Hogwarts. You dummy. Did you really just call him you dummy? <laughs> what the fuck happened to this podcast? Christy pulled out all the wow. stops tonight, folks. <laughs> Throwing out the D word. Ooh, um, let me recommend it, you jags. <laughs> so, even though it is a click to win adventure game and you have to wait to build energy, you really don't have to spend any money to get through it. It's fun when you're at work and you just like click it every like hour. It's it's a good time. It's a really fun little like romp if you like Harry Potter and you get to play as a you know the house you want to be in and like you get to duel with your friends and you don't get to like trade like you do in Pokemon now. By the way, Tim and I have been sending each other gifts all week and it's been awesome. We have yeah dorks yeah dorks. We're becoming very good Pokemon Go friends. Yes, we are very good friends. Lots go. of perks, <laughs> much Pokemon. But yeah, so that would be that. Me my recommendation. Nice. Hufflepuff forever. Timothy. See, I am going to recommend Gail Simone's Plastic Man miniseries, yes. uh, which is on its second issue right now. And Gail Simone is always a fucking phenomenal writer. And I think she's got a great take on this character. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Adds a lot more maybe dimension to the character than what it normally gets. So, yeah, if nice. you are at all a DC person or, and it's maybe got like not necessarily a like strictly sort of superhero theme, like, it focuses more on like the Elo Brian sort of like recovering henchman kind of persona side of 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 the Plastic Man character. So uh, yeah, I would strongly recommend it. A lot of fun. Uh, I'll have to pick it up. Cool, cool. I was actually going to recommend a comic too. Uh, the first issue of Ryan Otley's run on Amazing Spider-Man came out this week. Ryan Otley was the primary penciler on Robert Kirkman's Invincible for most of the 144 issue run. He's now jumped mm. ship over to Marvel, and their fir- the first issue with is it Nick Spencer, I believe the guy's name is. He wrote the yes, yeah, Captain right. America as is a Hydra agent issue of Captain America. So like those two guys are working on uh, Amazing Spider Man for the foreseeable future. And I read the first issue; it's fine. Like it's a, it's a good story. It looks like it's going to lead to something interesting. But like man, Ryan Otley drawing like mainline superheroes for the first time that I've ever seen. That boy can pencil a fucking page. Let me tell you what. So. If you have the means, go to Comixology or wait the six months on Marvel Unlimited or whatever, I guess, or go to your local comic book store, heaven for fend, and grab the uh, <laughs> the first issue of Amazing Spider-Man by Ryan Otley and Nick Spencer. You will not be disappointed. I'm hoping that the whole series doesn't disappoint, really, at this point. But the first issue is gorgeous. Like It's just such a good-looking book, thanks to uh, Ryan's pencils. So I'm excited to see what he does now that he's working for the House of Ideas going forward like he signed an exclusive for a couple years yeah it's always nice when one of those reboots or whatever really just hits it right off the bat kind yeah of yeah and it's, it's nice because they're like they're they're tossing a lot of the like relationship shit that they'd had peter doing post superior spider-man and all that kind of stuff he's back with mj like they're gonna try and work it out like it's spider-man kind of like 
back to normal. So was that all like the spinning out of the was it the one more day shit? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm only vaguely aware of that. Yeah, but. I wasn't reading any of it. I'm I'm literally only jumping on because Otley has jumped aboard, uh, and he's a penciler mm-hmm. that I fucking adore. So I was like, yeah, if there if there's one guy who could get me to jump on Amazing Spider-Man, like they've had guys like Oliver Coypole and like. I don't even know who else on that book and it doesn't get me to jump on board, but oddly got me to hop aboard because I liked his invincible work so much. So, and I miss getting a monthly book from him or well, monthly. I'm curly quoting monthly. Quote unquote. Yeah. Oof, those invincible books ran late a lot, but <laughs> either way. Yeah. That's, that's, that's indie books for you. All right. So that's, uh, that's recommendations for this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Please join us next week and please feel free to reach out and let us know what your, what do we call this? Like movies that you would watch on a rainy afternoon? So Yeah, ch- childhood favorites. Yeah, your childhood favorite movies. If we hit on some of yours or you're just super disappointed in Christy like I am, please feel free to shame All her right. on Facebook <laughs> or on... All right. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> you can do that at Facebook. You just uh, dox, dox the shit out yeah, of her. And... <laughs> so you can reach us... <laughs> just fucking say... Make her, make, make, her, make her like Reddit dogs. famous and... <laughs> Be like, this no, girl has never boxed. watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to do that, you can go on Facebook, facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast or via Twitter. That's only me, though. So don't yell at me on Twitter because I'll just have to forward it to Christy. Yeah. Not it. At DRD <laughs> underscore podcast. Or you can email us. And if we do get emails about this subject, I will forward them to Christy or I will read them on the next episode. No. of the podcast. <laughs> So do send those in. If you haven't already, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts, where also a five-star rating would be amazing. I'm Mark. I've been here with Christy. Say goodnight. Bye, guys. (laughs) And Tim. Goonies never say die, guys. There it is. So that was awesome. And we hope you have a good one. Have a good night. Hey, you guys. There it is.